Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And there is a lot of chatter about Aaron Rodgers right now as he continues his sabbatical into the black hole or whatever it is he's doing, a space of darkness, if you will. And when he comes out, we assume we're going to hear some news about what he wants to do in the future. But what do the Packers want to do and how does that play into everything that could factor in to the entire Aaron Rodgers picture right now? The guy who has a ton of insight into that is Tyler Dunn, who runs GoLongTD.com. He also wrote a great book called The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football. And I want to ask him about that a little bit later, too. Unfortunately, I don't think there were a lot of tight ends from the Jets that would have made it into that book. Tyler, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really looking forward to talking to you about Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and everything going on with Green Bay and how it could impact the Jets. It is a pleasure to be here. You know what? The offseason's just way more fun than the actual season. And like the NBA was always like that. I feel like the last two, three years, the NFL is becoming exactly that. Like the Super mm-hmm. Bowl was fun. I was down there in Phoenix for Chiefs and Eagles and went to all those availabilities and wrote a ton of feature stories. Yet there was this tug of the NFL offseason already kind of pulling me in, like Aaron Rodgers, Lamar (laughs) Jackson. This stuff is way more interesting. And you know what? You just have to give in. It really is. The NFL has become a 24-7, 365 sport, and that's exactly the way they want it because that way they can keep that money rolling in all throughout the year. You go from the regular season to the playoffs. You go from the playoffs then to the combine and the senior bowl, and you've got free agency, and you've got the draft, and then there's training camp, and then you're back to the preseason and the regular season again. So they've really mastered the art. Of stretching this out and Aaron Rodgers has mastered the art of stretching things out the last couple of years too it's funny because he's a lot like his predecessor Brett Favre in that regard you remember Tyler Brett Favre it was a will he or won't he routine all the way till the end when he actually retired and then decided late in the summer that he wanted to play and so he came back and made things messy for the Packers and it seems to me just reading the tea leaves here and I want to pick your brain on this because you and Bob McGinn did a great podcast over at golongtd.com about everything that you uncovered involving what the Packers are thinking right now and you wrote a great long form piece on Jordan Love and his evolution as well but it feels like 
the Packers want to do everything they can to avoid a replay of that Brett Favre situation. They wanted to move on from Brett Favre at the time and move on to Aaron Rodgers, but Brett Favre made it incredibly uncomfortable to the point where you had this whole public spectacle. He ends up getting traded to the Jets. It seems like the Packers are ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers, but they don't want to be the ones to send him packing. They want to put Aaron Rodgers in a position where he comes to them and says, guys, listen, it's been great, but I'd like you to send me somewhere else. Would you say that's a fair assessment of where we're at right now? Wouldn't it be nice if human beings could all just come forward, say exactly what they think, exactly what they want to do, and just act? I mean, this, for a long time <laughs> now, I, I've just been advocating Green Bay. Look, you drafted Jordan Love in the first round. You believe in him. He had, he was raw. He needed to develop. You know what? You, you could have just had him go through his lumps and taken your three first-round picks, four first-round picks. God knows what they could have gotten for Aaron Rodgers off of those two MVP seasons when Mm -hmm. you know what he's about personality-wise. You know that Father Time is undefeated. Um, Yeah, they missed that boat, but here they are. He this isn't exactly going to get Jets fans all, you know, riled up to to add Aaron <laughs> Rodgers to the roster, but they were 8-9. and nine. He didn't throw for 300 yards in the game. Um he is at his best when he's got this telepathic connection with a wide receiver that he's played with for 4 or 5 years. You know, it took Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams a long time to get to that level where they're up at the line of scrimmage pre-snap see the same exact thing out there, and boom, they, they they check to an audible from something they saw two, three years ago. It's hard to just, you know, build that out of, out of nothing, especially when you skip OTAs and, you know, you're, you're more apt to go on every podcast imaginable to talk about ayahuasca and doing mushrooms and God knows what else. <laughs> so I don't know what you're getting if you trade for Aaron Rodgers, um, but – I absolutely don't know what Green Bay's thinking if they convince themselves to run it back and do salary cap gymnastics. And, I, you know, I get it. He's the face of the franchise. He's got his special place in Green Bay Packers lore, just like Brett Favre. But uh, it, it does make sense for all parties involved to just kind of move on. I, I think they will. I don't know who kind of speaks up first, who blinks first right now. Aaron Rodgers is in his darkness retreat, or maybe he's out of it. Who the hell knows? Um, but I, I would imagine they're going to have some hard conversations and then figure out a way to to kind of say, you know what, it's it's been nice, it's been real, but time to move on. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Tyler, the Packers have to decide on Jordan Love's fifth-year option by May. There's no world in which Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers could both be on this roster in 2023, is there? Because that would mean paying quarterbacks $80 million next year. That just doesn't seem feasible, does it? It doesn't. And I think even beyond the numbers, which are damning, right, in giving Aaron Rodgers this this albatross of a three-year 150 million dollar guaranteed contract um you you set yourself up for salary cap hell but even even beyond all of that stuff everything that my colleague bob mcginn has heard and he got into it on the podcast at golongtd.com like you referenced scott is uh you know it doesn't even matter like they're, they're ready to go forward with jordan love like if aaron Rodgers is interested in playing for green bay it's going to be his backup which is wild. And it does kind of hit you when you hear Bob say that, but let's not forget what happened in 2008 
when Ted Thompson was the general manager and Brett Favre wanted to come back as the quarterback of the Packers. And they said, look, Brett, you can come back, but you're going to be Aaron Rodgers' backup. It's that same exact playbook. Brian Gutekind, he looked up to Ted Thompson. That was his mentor. He he came up as a scout in this same personnel department. I, I think that now that they saw Jordan Love take this gigantic year two to year three step, they're ready to tell Aaron Rodgers, if you want to come back, great. But Jordan Love is our guy. And we see this with every franchise, with every Hall of Fame quarterback. And these Hall of Fame quarterbacks don't want to hear it. You know, Brett Favre wasn't alone, just like, go right down the list. You know, saying goodbye ain't easy, but all of these teams do it. I think that Green Bay is comfortable in its own skin, that they're they're in this place, and they're going to go forward, Jordan Love. So, Tyler, you're seriously saying that if Aaron Rodgers comes out of his darkness retreat, goes to the Packers, and says, I want to come back and be the starter next year, they're going to say to him, we'll take you back, but you're going to be Jordan Love's backup in 2023? I think that they're gonna they're gonna seek a trade. I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is smarter than that. That he he won't go through the humiliation of being a backup to Jordan Love. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that if for whatever crazy reason he wanted to make things um, unbelievably difficult for the Packers, that the Packers are so confident in Jordan Love that they are sticking with Jordan Love. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it will get to that point. It would be fun for all of us if it did, right? Hey, and you know what? This is a quarterback that likes the drama. Doesn't get much more dramatic than that. I, I think that Rodgers and the Packers will be in agreement, though, that a trade is best. And also, you know what? If, if I'm going to play devil's advocate to myself, I mean, I'm all gloom and doom when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, 39 going on 40. We know that he's at his best when he's pissed off. Mm-hmm. He was pissed off when they took Jordan Love and he won two MVPs. Well, this is going to motivate him. He's going to want to prove that he can still do something and maybe go into the Jets. Hey, he's got a reason to, to, to play well. He's got a reason to actually show up and work with his teammates, something that he really wasn't that uh, interested in these last couple of years with the Packers. Tyler, do you get the sense people in the building in Green Bay believe that Aaron Rodgers is starting to slip. Now, we know that his statistics on paper were not what they had been, even the previous two years when he won MVP, but it was attributed to other things. He had the hand injury. He had a whole bunch of new receivers, different supporting cast. And so people were saying it wasn't a situation where Rodgers slipped that much. It was just here were the things that were changed around him. Here was the injury. And those were mitigating factors that caused what we saw. Are there people in the building in Green Bay that don't believe that, that think that this was the beginning of Aaron Rodgers' decline? Yes. Yes, I think that they saw a quarterback uh, return to training camp that didn't, you know, yes, he does all of these holistic kind of things, and we, we can make fun of it. And rightfully so, some of it's easy to make fun of. But I'm sure a lot of that stuff does help him health-wise. Um, you know, when he's talking to Joe Rogan about doing mushrooms and being in touch with plants and fungi and all that, uh, I'm sure that there's some benefits to that. But his legs weren't the same. Physically, He, he you, you just watch a Packers game, and, you know, even two, three years ago, if he had a couple free runners or dudes in his face, it was so easy for him to just kind of spin out of it get outside the pocket 
And you know the rest. He's going to find Devontae Adams 30 yards downfield, you know, reach his hand inside your chest and rip your heart out. That that was vintage Aaron Rodgers. Like, get, get him outside of the pocket. Look out. He he couldn't even really get to that point this past season. Not, not often, not nearly as often as he used to. He was easily corralled. He, his legs just weren't there. And look, this side of Tom Brady, that's what happens. All of these quarterbacks. Go right down the list. Dan Marino. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, all of these, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, you hit 38, 39, 40, you can't do the things you used to. I, I think that this is what Green Bay saw in Aaron Rodgers last season, and they don't necessarily have the ability to go sign a legit bona fide number one wide receiver. They can't. I mean, not with Aaron Rodgers' contract. How are you going to go acquire an A.J. Brown, a Stephon Diggs, you know, these these kind of receivers that teams find via trade, Tyreek Hill, when you don't have the money to do it, you just you just can't. So maybe the Jets, they, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, what they've done around the quarterback position, incredible. I love these drafts. There's a lot of players there to get excited about. So maybe Aaron Rodgers in a better situation does, I don't want to say flourish, but I think he would look better than he did last year. Um, and, and like I said, motivation is a big, big part of it. You, it just looked like a quarterback who was disinterested, you know, a lot of complaining, a lot of going to Pat McAfee and saying, you know what, if the guy's not doing what I want him to do, he should probably be benched. Uh, it, it, it just got real bad real fast. They were 4-8. and eight. I know they rallied late and they had a chance to make the playoffs, but it was all too little too late. Assuming Rodgers does come out of the darkness retreat and ask for a trade, do you think that he'd be interested in coming to the Jets? Does that feel like a situation that would be something he'd want to be a part of? People have made a lot of hay of Aaron Rodgers being a combative personality and the New York market not necessarily being the best fit for him. I've said I don't really think that matters when you're talking about a guy who is an NFL starting quarterback for a significant period of time because those guys are used to facing the heat. And not only that, but Aaron Rodgers has faced the heat from the biggest national and international media companies over the last bunch of years. He's one of the most recognizable athletes on the planet. So I don't really think that would phase him. If anything, I think he might view it as a fun challenge to go toe-to-toe and argue with some of these guys in the media and dispute some of the headlines that come his way. Go on Pat McAfee and complain about some of the headlines that he gets (laughs) if he were to be here in New York. What do you think? Would this be a good situation for him? You think he'd be interested? And also, what do you think it would take to get him? We've heard reports of two first-round picks. That seems like an awful lot for a guy who may only play one year and is going to be 40 years old. The Packers supposedly do not want to trade him within the NFC, so that lessens their leverage a little bit. If a team were to go trade for Aaron Rodgers, do you think it's going to cost anything close to what the Packers supposedly want? Or are we looking at something a little bit closer to what the Packers got for Brett Favre, which was a third rounder that could become a second if the Jets made the playoffs and a first if they made the Super Bowl? Maybe somewhere in between that and what the Packers are asking for? I, I love all of these questions, and I want to talk to you for another hour because this is such, it's just all so fascinating. <laughs> yes, bitching about the media is Aaron Rodgers' favorite pastime at this point, right? It's like it's an airing of grievances. It's Festivus every week on Mad Talk Radio and YouTube with Pat McAfee. Here's who I hate today in the media. And hey, I've been on that list. Everybody's been on that list. So it's a grand old time. And I would imagine in the New York market, 
yes, it would be a uh, a very festive, festivous occasion. Um, you, you might as well lean into that, go all out, just go right down the list, break down every article, every column, you know, critique every line that you have uh, a problem with. So it could be a great theater, no, no doubt about it. I'll say this, the AFC is loaded, a lot of quarterbacks. I'm sure that that is not necessarily intriguing to Aaron Rodgers from a com- competitive one-on-one Super Bowl standpoint, but he loves Nate Hackett. He apps. I mean, all of that is absolutely true. I'm sure the Jets had that on their mind when they hired Nate Hackett. I had to pull up an old story I did uh, at, at Go Long. This is two years ago. So when Aaron Rodgers um, made it very clear he was not going to go back to Green Bay, he was done with the Packers. He told everybody that that he could in his in his inner circle. Let it be known to Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, local reporters in Green Bay, myself. All of us and all of our different silos were told the same thing. He's not going back. He's done with the Packers. Uh, and at that point, I talked to some people, and I, I mean, it was e- even more than I thought. That how much he loves Nate Hackett. So this, I mean, I'm just reading the story right now. And then this is when I said, "Hey, you might as well trade this guy. You know, get everything you can for him. Go with Jordan Love." This is what I wrote. Rogers does love offensive coordinator Nate Hackett. One teammate describes it as a quote "gooey gaga." <laughs> unquote, kind of loving meetings. It's genuine, real. But LaFleur, this this player who's unabashedly pro Rodgers and this impasse says the quarterback merrily tolerates LaFleur. He he loved Hackett. You know, I don't know. The relationship with LaFleur, they, they make nice for the camera. They don't really want it to, like, turn into this big blow-up like it was with McCarthy. Um, I don't think it was necessarily this great relationship. It wasn't necessarily terrible either. But he loved Hackett. And I can see Rodgers wanting to go to the Jets to reunite with a coach he loves. Let's face it, there's there's a lot of players and a lot of coaches that he hasn't felt this way about. He does with Hackett, and he's a brilliant guy when it comes to you know roster construction and seeing what could work, what could not work. I'm sure he sees the Jets' defense, and, oh, wow, that's a defense that shut down Josh Allen? You know, the top five defense? Sign me up. Um, oh my God! They beat us with Zach Wilson. Yeah, I like that. Oh, you you got Garrett Wilson, Brees. All there, there's a lot to love about the Jets roster. So it makes so much sense for him to want to go to the Jets, and it makes so much sense for the Packers to want to ship him to the AFC. I don't know if the 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 Brett Favre stuff will come into play at all. You know, the, the fact that Favre has kind of been there, done that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I don't think his ego is you know, that big to the point where I got to do something different than Brett Favre. Uh, I think he'll be very literal and logical and and see that this is a good fit. You know, uh, really, I mean, when you look at all the different scenarios and all the different teams, it's hard to see a better uh, trade partner than the New York Jets. Since you brought up Zach Wilson, Tyler, I want to ask you about that connection between Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Now, a lot of Jets fans have said, If the Jets were to get Aaron Rodgers, because those two are close, maybe that's a connection that could help resurrect Zach Wilson. So even if Aaron Rodgers were only here for a year or two, maybe having time with his idol Aaron Rodgers could help turn him into something that more closely resembles what the Jets thought they were getting when they picked him at number two overall out of BYU, as opposed to what we've seen so far, which is well below that. And I'll stop there, but you can draw your own conclusions based on what you saw from Zach Wilson on the field. 
I've never seen anything like that before. The closest I've seen was Alex Smith being resurrected under Jim Harbaugh, but that was a coach and a player, not a player and a player. I've never seen a veteran quarterback come in and completely help turn around another guy. And we do know that Aaron Rodgers has said in the past he's not a mentor and obviously took it very personal when the Packers drafted Jordan Love. Do you think that it could be different if he came in here with the Jets because it's Zach Wilson that maybe he would take to that role in addition to, as you said, trying to compete for another championship? And do you think that Rodgers is the type of guy that if he put his mind to it could actually have that kind of impact on somebody like Zach Wilson? You know, I think in Green Bay, it was a case of Jordan Love watching and learning and studying Aaron Rodgers. I, I I think it, and Aaron Rodgers isn't different than many other quarterbacks in this regard. I I have a hard time thinking like Aaron Rodgers or any of these quarterbacks who are fighting for their own livelihoods and every penny that they can get, that they're just sitting in these meeting rooms until 1 a.m. just revealing their deepest, darkest secrets to the man that's going to replace them. Um, <laughs> Brett Favre kind of said the, the quiet part out loud back when he said, it's not my job to mentor Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers did the same thing with Jordan Love. I mean, I've talked to people close to Jordan Love, and they say, look, who else would you rather sit behind? Who else would you rather learn from? And all that's true. And, look, I, I think Jordan Love did exactly what Aaron Rodgers did. They they both looked at the guy above them and absorbed every parcel of information and insight and expertise that they could. So he'll give Zach Wilson all of that. And I really do think that, you know, this is like the next stage of his career where if Aaron Rodgers were to go to the Jets, he knows it's not going to be a, a five-year deal. I, I think he'd have to be a realist at that point and know this is a season, two seasons, I mean, three maximum, who, who knows? So you, you might as well be better to work with and get along with the player who could potentially – Replace you. And, and I'm not saying that Rodgers and Love didn't get along. I, I Everything I've heard is fine. It, it's very amicable and they worked well together and Love learned a lot. But I, I think it would even be better with a Zach Wilson. And you would hope Zach Wilson would be open to anything and everything after, you know, his disastrous 2022 season. So uh, he's going to have to because the Jets have made it abundantly clear that they're looking around. That, that, that's another element of this all is Woody Johnson. I, I love I love the honesty, the fact that he has come out and said, we, we need a quarterback in so many words. And I, I think that desperation is something that the Jets need and something the Packers would, you know, gladly accept. Tyler, let's talk about the Jordan Love aspect of this. I remember Phil Simms saying that when he first saw Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay his rookie year, Aaron Rodgers looked completely lost. And he looked at Aaron Rodgers and said, I can't believe the Packers wasted a first round pick on this kid. Fast forward <laughs> a couple of years to the final year that Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. And Phil Simms is watching Rodgers in training camp, and he can't believe what he's seeing. He's seeing a completely different quarterback. And at that point, it's clear to him that Rodgers is going to be the guy in Green Bay. Now, I don't know that Phil Simms thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to be as good as he became, but he clearly believed that Aaron Rodgers had taken major steps forward from the time he was drafted. You go to Green Bay now, and you heard a lot of people talking about Jordan Love, his rookie year, and then even last year when he got to play that game that Aaron Rodgers missed due to COVID, and people said, this is the guy that the Packers are going to replace Aaron Rodgers with. No wonder why they went hat in hand begging him to come back. This guy is incapable of being the quarterback in Green Bay. But then this past year, something changed, and we saw him 
in that second half against the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that went to the Super Bowl representing the NFC and came this close to winning it, and he was excellent. Now, very small sample size. However, based on what you've learned, it appears coaches have been so unbelievably impressed that the Packers believe they're in the same spot now with Jordan Love that they were with Aaron Rodgers right back before they traded Brett Favre to the Jets. Talk to me a little bit about what's going on there because it sounds like, as I said before, the Packers want to move on. They want Rodgers to be the one to make the call, but they're extremely excited about Jordan Love and they believe he's ready not just to be the starter, but to be a star quarterback in the NFL. They are, and I think that that's what's really hard for people to wrap their their minds around right rightfully so when, when when bob said what he said on our podcast that green bay views jordan love as aaron Rodgers 2.0 i saw mike wall even the longtime packers guard had a had a, a problem with it and i don't blame him everybody's like well how could they think this if they just gave aaron Rodgers all this damn money one year ago all this guaranteed money guaranteeing yourself salary cap hell if you really thought love was Aaron Rodgers 2.0, how, how could you do that? And it's it's this jump that he took year two to year three. It was massive. He got with Steve Calhoun, his private quarterbacks coach, who he's known since he was in eighth grade. They've worked together a long, long time. And, and Calhoun has worked with Cam Newton. I want to say Russell Wilson as well. He's worked with a lot of different quarterbacks. And this past offseason, it's wild what they worked on. I mean, Jordan Love, the footwork, the fundamentals, Matt LaFleur would tell Steve exactly what he wants him to critique and work on and harp on, and they would do it. They'd send the film back to Matt LaFleur. It was this great relationship through the offseason. But it, it was down to Jordan Love being in the pocket and using both of his eyeballs. <laughs> like, really, like if he's rolling left and he's got a receiver rolling left with him, use that left eye to look at the receiver and use your right eye to kind of – I'm sorry, the left eye to track to where the ball should go and the right eyeball to see the receiver so you don't have to actually bob your head all over the place and waste time. And I, he, he, when he said that, it's kind of like, oh, man, that that's kind of a stretch. That's a little extreme. But really, that's exactly what they did. I mean, you look at Jordan Love's game against Philadelphia – um, it was a different Jordan Love. You look at Jordan Love in the preseason, a different Jordan Love. It was somebody who was comfortable in the offense, running the plays that Matt LaFleur wanted. Look, Aaron Rodgers is at his best when he's audible and adjusting and, and leaning on that experience with that experienced receiver. Jordan Love is going to run what Matt LaFleur wants, and they've got that relationship. It's, it's been built in and baked in for several years. I, I think that's why they're so confident to just turn the page. This is somebody who – that they saw the substantive results from everything that they've been working on for three years in the preseason, in the Philadelphia game, six to nine, over 100 yards of touchdown, two drops, hit that back foot, got the ball out. It was poetry in motion. Uh, I, I know Matt LaFleur, everything I've been told, he's ready to move forward with Jordan Love. And I know he loves Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, they, they seem to have a, a better relationship than he had with Mike McCarthy. But I think that he's looking forward to having a quarterback that's going to run the plays that are called. And, and, and that's, that's what you get in Jordan Love. 
So Tyler, ultimately, you think if we were to have a conversation a couple of months from now, we're talking about the beginning of the Jordan Love era being on the horizon in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers being somewhere in the AFC. You think that's where we're headed, right? That Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded somewhere in the AFC and Jordan Love will be the quarterback of the Packers in 2023. I do. I do. If I was a betting man, which I am not. I deleted all those apps off of my phone. <laughs> it was way too easy to place bets, and I lost too much money. So I'm done. I can't gamble. I'm awful. But if I was a gambling man, that's that's what I would do. I think I think the Green Bay, hey, things can change. You always got to throw that caveat out there, right? Like, who knows? What if Mark Murphy, the CEO, gets weak in the knees and says, oh, my God, life without Aaron Rodgers. What are we going to do? <laughs> we got to fill Lambeau. They love – I mean, that possibility is always there. I, I think they're going to have guts this time. I think they're going to make the decision that they've had to make all along and you know, have that hard conversation with Aaron Rodgers, move forward with Jordan Love, and get him to an AFC team. Which, why not the Jets? I, I think the Jets make too much sense. going to be interesting because certainly the Jets will absolutely be in on Aaron Rodgers if he does become available once he comes back from his darkness retreat. You've still got Derek Carr lingering out there. I think it's probably going to be those two guys that the Jets focus on one way or another. Which one will they get? Or will they end up getting someone else and not getting either of the two? We're going to find out pretty soon. But a lot of great insight into what's going on right now in Green Bay involving Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, the Packers organization, and even some guys that were with the Packers organization now with the Jets. That could perhaps be a bit of a pull on Aaron Rodgers to New York. That, of course, referencing Nathaniel Hackett, who is now the offensive coordinator here with the Jets. Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about all this with me. Really appreciate it. I hope he'll come back soon. In the meantime, tell everybody about GoLongTD.com, what they can find when they go there, how people can follow you on social media, and all about your book, The Blood and Guts, How Tight Ends Save Football, because to the best of my knowledge, this is the first book that has been written to truly appreciate tight ends and I know in the past people have downplayed the position but I think now with the way the modern game works everybody knows how important it is to have a game-changing tight end hey I really appreciate it Scott love talking with you and any day anytime let's do it again for sure uh yeah go long td.com try to do these deep dives on teams really figure out how this game works beyond the press conference beyond the centralized messaging that a lot of teams put out there, have a lot of conversations with players, scouts, coaches, people around the league, humanizing profiles, and the kind of stuff we have up today on why Green Bay is so confident in Jordan Love. Um, And the blood and guts, hell of a time. I mean, hanging out at Mike Dicka's golf course, where else would you rather be? Throwing drinks back (laughs) with Jeremy Shockey, Tony Gonzalez, uh, got Jackie Smith, a legend that doesn't get his just due. It was a lot of fun figuring out why these tight ends tell us everything we need to know about football. But really, you know, it became more about life. I mean, all these guys have so many life stories that I think it, it becomes a almost like a, a self-help book as much as a Bible for the pro for pro football. I, I think people will really love this book. And, and right now, if you want to subscribe to go along at the annual rate, I'll uh, make sure you get a copy of Blood and Guts. Just shoot me an email at golongtd at gmail.com. Tyler, if people mention that they heard about it on Play Like a Jet, can they get you to sign it for them? Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just uh, let, let me know. Shoot me an email again. Golongtd at gmail.com after you subscribe annually. 
and I will uh, sign you a book. You know, not a lot of Jets love, unfortunately. <laughs> not a lot of tight ends that have come through Jets country. But, you know, I, I think you'll still love this this book regardless. Just some unreal stories from Gonzalez <laughs> wanting to fight Mike Malarkey, Jeremy Shockey getting into bar fights, Mike Dicka nearly ended up in a ditch he was drinking so much and i mean you gotta have a certain element of crazy to play the tight end position and i think that's what makes it great i'm sold i'm gonna make sure i get myself a personally autographed copy i already have the book but i want to get tyler to sign it to me and you should too so make sure that you sign up over at golongtd.com and check out the book it is fantastic where else are you gonna get stories like that also follow tyler on Twitter as well at Ty Dunn. That's D U N N E. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got awesome all 22 breakdowns up on the channel right now, including one of Derek Carr and one of Aaron Rodgers. Watch our videos, subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T public.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing it doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com <laughs> <laughs>